on one side, which seems to have stopped the curling. Can we see you? Your hair looks too good. I think it would upset her. Ross, why don't you come on in? How you doing? And welcome to the podcast that'll be there for you like we've been there before. It's Friends of the Podcast, a Friends retrospective here on Best Film Ever. My name's Ian. And I'm Georgia. Hey, I still remember how to do it. Yay. We're, we're about a week and a bit overdue, but we had a busy, individual, respective, busy mm-hmm. sort of things. Um, half-term break in the education racket. We both work in schools. Yep. Uh, but I, on one hand, had getting my life back in order, my house back in order, though it looks in pretty big disarray right now. Um, but yours was, uh, you have a second job? Yeah. So there we go. Mm-hmm. So. I was busy. <laughs> All right. <laughs> and so here we That's are today. from The Incredible. Oh, is it? I, I, that totally Get makes sense to do it on a Friends retrospective podcast. I didn't mean to do it. Oh, okay. It just came it's, out. Just, it's, part of your, it's part of your vernacular, yeah. is it? Okay. I, I didn't pick up the reference. I apologize. It's okay. I'm usually pretty good at picking things up, but uh, The Incredibles it's is the, not. The babysitter does it. And he's like, I'm getting busy. I don't know it. Yeah. Oh, well, and if I saw The Incredibles twice in my life, I saw it once when I saw it the first time, and then once when we had a little, we had this other podcast called Talking the Mickey. <laughs> That's it. I remember Syndrome was a thing. Yeah. I think it's Greg Kinnear. I could be wrong. Uh, no, it's not Greg Kinnear. Someone's going to go ahead and reach out to me. It's Jason Lee. Jason mm-hmm. Lee. Um, yeah, so we're here to do uh, season two, episode one, the one with Ross's new girlfriend. Mm-hmm. I don't like how it's written because uh, I'm a big believer. What's your opinion on this? I'm, let's do some grammar talk. Mm-hmm. Grammar talk. What is your opinion on an apostrophe when the word before it ends with S? I hated having to type this into Google. Oh, okay. Okay. So it we're really both the same. Up, yeah. I'm a big believer in that you go S apostrophe and you don't put another S on the end of it. It doesn't need it. No, stylistically, it's a stylistic option. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm a big believer that it looks can hear your keys yeah, and, those extra. and your voice <laughs> pippin's like uh someone's here no that those extra s's um look cramped and crowded next to each other i hated it when it was bridget, bridget jones's diary mm. i hated it even more because that was only two s's yeah ross r-o-s-s apostrophe s yeah not needed yeah so not a fan of that from a grammatical perspective but i have ty- I, I, look i'm a, I, even though i don't like it i'm a slave to to accuracy <laughs> it's there so uh, this was <laughs> for the notes that nobody sees other than you. Yeah, I, I, but I must do it. You could, you could have just put Ross's girlfriend. Yeah, I could have. I could have. <laughs> or just two one. No, but um, it's it's the accurate thing. So there we go. So uh, here we are. So we've we've gone through season one, and we're now pivoting towards season two. A yeah. big a big season. By now they've they've got they've got it. They know what Friends is. Yeah. They know what Friends is. And I think this episode showed us they know what Friends is. Um, and then, this isn't Friends at its peak, but they know what the show is. They, the show has an identity now. Mm-hmm. It's not just random people at a coffee house. No. No. Uh, sorry, or random people living in New York. It's 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 got a, uh, the characters have depth. The characters know who they are. The characters know who the other characters are it's it's good so uh let's go ahead and we'll uh warm up but let's first let's go it's something like a hundred and I, I did type it and i must have control z my way out of it because it's something like 121 days later or something like that right. in in real world time is it only like a week later isn't it in friends time well it's literally it's literally 15 seconds later oh yeah this is yeah they, they did the flashback didn't they yeah there's no flashback we just begin there's no flashback well, no, we, we, but the the first scene is the same as the last scene of the yes. thing episode. Yes. But it's actually not because the extras are different, but they go, they shot it twice. Oh, there we go. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay, there we go. Um, yeah, I'm not even... Oh, hang on. I thought it was a joke. Maybe maybe it's on the DVD. I'll tell you what, 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 I, what I believe. Oh, no, hang on, because it doesn't... What do I think that's from? I'll, I'll lean on a minute. <laughs> I have no idea what you're on about. I, I've got a mis-memory of this episode. Okay. And I'll, I'll share with you what it is. So, um, what's going on in the world? September 21st, 1995, when this airs, there's something. I never knew about this. The Hindu milk miracle occurs. Statues of the Hindu god Ganesh began drinking milk when spoonfuls were placed near their mouths. 
Oh. And it seemed to be a one-day thing, and it was like not in just one place. Huh. Interesting. Uh, I think we're going to be hard-pressed to find a better combination of number one songs across the planet. Okay. Ready for this? Because mm-hmm. you, 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 you got to pick what the best song is, right? Okay. Okay, so first one is, in America, the number one song was... I keep spending most of my nights living in a gangster's paradise. Okay, solid, yeah. How can they reach me? I guess they can't. I guess they won't. I just when we <laughs> when we when we reviewed Dangerous Minds, <laughs> Liam and I were in agreement that actually the music video is the best thing about that movie. <laughs> so there we go. Ready for this? In the UK, mm-hmm. they call me Mister Boombastic, oh, Jolly Fantastic. Mister Bean's holiday come out. She says I'm Mister Rose. No, this is the first time it's number one. This is when it's a new song. Canada's number one song. You're not going to know this, but to anybody out there, uh, uh, there's nothing I can do. One, two, three, four. Only want to be with you. You can call me a fool. Boom, boom. I only want to be with you. Hooting the Blowfish. Who will have a friend's presence later on, I believe, this season. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know if it's this season. Maybe it's maybe it's season three. I forget what it, but it's. I don't think it was season one. I don't know if it's. I, I hope it wasn't one of the ones we skipped. I don't think so. Or, did, or if we did, we spoke about it because I remember we've said about it already. But yeah, can't remember. The one, it's basically the woman that they decide if they go out for a fancy dinner or not. Yeah, yeah. Because they talk about money, which is a really clever idea, actually. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, and then it okay, so usually that's a pretty good for me. I was like, that's a pretty good lineup. Surely Australia is a repeat or a letdown. Mm. And then Australia's baby, the kiss from a rose <laughs> on the grave. Ooh, the more I get it, you the stranger it feels, yeah. Now it's your roses in bloom. Mm-hmm. A light hits the... Something on the something. Gloom? Roses in bloom, your light hits the... On the grave. Anyway. Yeah. Da, 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 da. Getting ready for community many years later. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, that's a solid four pack. Which one's getting the, getting your your vote as the best of the songs? Um, <laughs> funnily enough, they're all songs that kind of make me go oh, because they're like cringe songs that everyone plays too much. You think Gangster's Paradise is a cringe song? The song isn't. People's reaction to it nice. is. Uh, but that is probably the best song in there. Okay, so we're on Gangster's Paradise is the best of the four. I think so, yeah. I might put a poll up there. That's a really strong four-pack, actually. <laughs> I'm really curious people think about that. I'll have to remember to come back to it two weeks from now. Yeah. Um, the number one movie, I don't think you... you Maybe you've heard of this. You probably haven't. Liam's a big fan of this one. Mm-hmm. To Wong Fu, thanks for everything Julie Newmar. Could they not have thought of a shorter title? <laughs> uh, I believe it's like a greeting written on a postcard in the script. Right. And uh, it stars Patrick Swayze, Wesley Snipes, and John Leguizamo. Uh-huh. All in drag. Oh. Yeah, I think, I I, I don't remember, I saw it once. I rented it and then never, it, 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 I went, oh, I liked it. Mm-hmm. But, uh, yeah. Um, so there's that. So it's an interesting time for, there's a much bigger movie that's going to be released the next week and it'll be number one for a bit. So we'll come to that next episode. Okay. But what we've skipped in the narrative is nothing. We're literally picking up right where we left off giving, yeah. with caveats. Uh, this was written by Jeffrey Ashtroff, who did 47 episodes of Friends as a writer and story editor. Uh, we've already covered the one with the blackout and mm-hmm. the one with all the poker. And it looks like his writing partner on Friends was Mike Sikowitz, who is the exact same credits. Uh, okay. So it seems that way. Yeah. So I really like the one with the blackout. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think yeah, that's, I that, although they didn't, I think they still were figuring out who the characters were in that regard. Yeah, but I think this one's more more similar to the one with all the poker. Oh, it's, ooh, okay. Interesting. Yeah. Um, let's do the, uh, oh, directed by Michael Lembeck, who directed 24 episodes. Uh, really, the big one in season one was the one with two parts. He did both parts of that. Okay. And he's uh, he's basically does almost all of season two. Right. So let's go take a look at this. The cold open. There is no cold open. But no. I don't know if the TV audience would have um, gone, uh, had a previously on Friends. I imagine they would have. But I didn't yeah. see it. But maybe I didn't cue my Netflix up properly. But it didn't give me one. No. But then it didn't give you. But then the as soon as the credits finished, it picked up where the last one left off. Well, it, it recapped, didn't it? So. Maybe they well, didn't, didn't do anything. Yeah, just recap. It does the last few seconds of oh, the last few seconds, but it's not like previously on Friends and give me the whole net. You know, you know what I mean no, when they no, show you like it a. Just, but it doesn't like directly continue. It does overlap. Well, no, I think you have to have like five seconds. 
Yeah. I think. Yeah. Um, Rachel's waiting with flowers and didn't have the same look on her face. So, I'll, yeah, I t- take your point that it's a different the shot of the second time. Yes. Yeah, so also, the people are wearing different clothes in yeah. the background. Like <laughs> sees Ross and Julie uh, and and panics and go and goes to leave. I re- well, I'll tell you in a second. And uh, she falls over in, in in a very stupid way. Yeah, I wasn't a fan of, of the way that was executed. organic way of doing that than yeah. making her like, fall over the top of a sofa. Like It's just stupid. Well, sofa or a row of airline chairs yeah. that you have in, in, in gates. Mm-hmm. Uh, which is nuts anyway, because she wouldn't be able to meet them at the gate because it's an international flight. Yeah. You, you'd have to clear customs before you got to go through there. But <laughs> it's, I guess, not the same. Uh, she's uh, Ross notices her, and she starts talking to them, and she's bleeding, and Ross notices that too. Um, Ross then introduces Julie, and Julie doesn't say a word when they're introduced. No. She just smiles and kind of just looks vacant. Yeah. And this sets up the joke, welcome to our country. And she goes, thank you. Pause. I'm from New York. <laughs> the delivery by, I think it's Julie, uh, uh, Julie Tam, something Tam, who plays uh, Julie, mm-hmm. is, is, is fantastic. It is funny, yeah. The setup is stupid. Yeah. Because when you're introduced to someone, you, you would say, say hi. hi. Yeah. So the the lack of whatever. So I. It's a bit of casual racism. Yep. But but is it? Because it's a bit of casual racism. That's he went to China. He comes back with a woman of Chinese descent who doesn't say hi when when you shake hands, which is which is or hi when you're introduced, which would suggest her language skills aren't there. No, yeah, just suggest that, but like speaking like, "Hi, yes, welcome to our country." Now, to be, like that now, doesn't help anyone anyway. That is for the purpose of the punchline. Yeah, yeah. So it's a setup. Yeah, and here's the, but so, so it's interesting. I, I don't. I'm not mad at it. Uh, I, I don't. I don't think you write that joke today. No, no, because it, it is very um, ethnocentric. The assumption that America is largely well, White. friends. Friends is never gotten rave reviews for its diversity you know what i'm saying <laughs> okay. so in that regard the, the character of julie's an interesting choice yeah because it's more than just a joke yeah, yeah. you'd have to assume i i hope it was more than just, just that we can do this great joke if we if, if we do this yeah hopefully um and so uh we go there um and then we cut to monica's apartment and i've got my notes hey chandler's got a haircut and so did joey well so so matthew perry got a haircut and so did matt leblanc and if you look carefully, so did Courtney Cox. And she's clearly wearing a wig. But we're not going to say anything. And then the show goes, hey, you guys got haircuts. And I went, actually, I appreciate that. Because yeah. this show will do a lot of season-to-season haircuts. Mm-hmm. And they won't call it out. Because you can't do the storyline more than once, I suppose. <laughs> so, um, and they say, oh, don't thank us. Thank, thank Vidal Buffet. Now, this is a joke on Vidal Sassoon. Is that a brand over here? No. Okay. So, it's their catchphrase was, if you, if you don't look good, we don't look good. Right. So, because that's how the, their hair products are. So, uh, that's why she does the whole, like, if you don't, she's, she's, she's aping a commercial all okay. the time. Uh, this episode had a fair few cultural things that if you don't pick up. That might be why I didn't enjoy this episode. <laughs> so, again, let's not get to the end. Let's just love it. You, you said it, and that's probably what the reason is. Uh, Jen Aniston comes in and goes through the story. Oh, your friend, your friends, are you? Huh? You get to call her Jen, do you? Jen Aniston? Yeah, you get to call her Jen. Why'd say Jen? You said Jen. Yeah, I didn't just call her Jen, though. I said Jen Aniston. Yeah, you must be friends. Well, based on the name of the podcast or, or of the television show, maybe. Maybe. <laughs> but, uh, no, I think because I use her surname, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not over, overreaching. I'm just shortening her name. I don't know. If someone, if someone didn't know who I was and called me George, I'd be like, and even if they included my surname, I'd be like, hmm? I don't know. I call Helena Bottom Carter HBC. But that's her initials. That's something else. Yeah. Jen is short for Jennifer. But it's like a like friendly Jennifer. It just feels like a mouthful, Jennifer oh, Aniston. I'm not, I'm not telling you wrong. I was making a joke. Like, <laughs> Matthew, no, I'm just, I'm just going down this. <laughs> Matt, whereas Matthew McConaughey has a lot of syllables, but it feels like it's got like a musicality to it. Mm-hmm. Jennifer Aniston just sounds busy. Yeah, you know what I mean. Mm-hmm. Um, so I don't think Jen Aniston is any better because you have to like stop at the hard end. Do you know that Matt? I believe it's Matt LeBlanc and Matthew Perry both wanted to go by Matt. Uh, okay. And I believe it was some sort of like a coin flip and, and Perry loses. So he, he wanted to be Matt Perry. It's Matthew Perry's better. Matthew Perry sounds much better. And Matt LeBlanc. It's, it's better. Three, yeah, 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 it, yeah. So it just sounds better. Yeah. But yeah, that's the deal there. 
Um, and I think, back to my point, I think Jen Aniston's really good in this episode. <laughs> I do. I think the bit where she's out of breath and she's trying to explain what happened, yeah. I think that's funny. Um, I just wish like someone had like put a tiny bit of effort into some continuity with where her cut was supposed to be on her head. Oh, really? Was it all over the place? It's all over the place. Like the plaster she has on, like one. Oh, we should why? mention that plaster is a British word for what people would call band aid yeah. in North America. Yeah, yeah. One, why would you use something that big? And zebra print, it just looks stupid. Well, it's so we but can like, see it. It's supposed because it's supposed to look stupid. It's it's comedy. It's it's, it's not funny though. It just looks stupid. Um, you asked why. I'm giving you the reason why. <laughs> Am I saying that? Did I get anything extra out of the episode from it? No, no. no. But I understand why they did it. And it's just it, it's not even in the place where the blood was beforehand. The blood moved twice. The blood so. was supposed to be up at the hairline, yeah. kind of. Yeah, yeah. I, I hear you there. Um, you can't put a plaster in someone's hairline, so that's because what they've done because, it. Because, like, pick, choose, yes. choose which one you want to be funny then. Because when it was coming down, it, we didn't see the source of the cut. You no. just saw the, the, the trail. Yeah. <laughs> so you wanted a, a more vicious... Or just more accurate. Just keep okay. it in the same place. Um, and so she's going through and she can't breathe. because she's it disappears up, completely. And she's run up the stairs and Chandler's going, I think she's trying to tell us something. It's a very, and she comes on and she's like you you said he liked me and this is a nice recap if you didn't bother to get a proper recap Mm -hmm. this kind of warms things up and uh i've got my notes i still hate that dress which dress it's the one that's the short uh, the skirt the one that's short at the front and long at the back and the sides she didn't have that on she did did she yeah she went to the airport wearing it so she can't you can change many things you can't change what rachel wore you can change her skirt no, I didn't though. I, I, I still, <laughs> well, I did because because okay. because because I hate it. <laughs> so uh, enter Julie and uh, I've got Rachel. I should say Ross, mm-hmm. and everybody goes, oh, because now it makes sense mm-hmm. what Rachel's trying to do. They start a private story, and uh, it's not even a private story. It's like an inside joke, and they're talking to. Each- it's very rude, actually, what mm-hmm. they do. And then they go to the proper book. Hey, we're going to share it, and Rachel ruins the punchline. And uh, he goes, the chicken poops in her lap. And they look disappointed. She goes, oh, I'm sorry. I, I just gave away the ending, didn't I? I think her passive-aggressive thing is really, really good funny. in this episode. <laughs> uh, we find out the backstory of Ross and Julie. They knew each other in grad school. And then who's doing the dig? <laughs> anyway, Julie! And, and <laughs> Jennifer Ashton's really good. <laughs> and, and they go, yeah. And then one thing led to another. And, you know, here we are. And then Rachel goes, isn't that just spit on your neck, kick you in the crotch? Fantastic. <laughs> At which point Monica goes to Julie, it's an expression. Now, this doesn't work if Julie's from New York. Right. It works if Julie is is, is a, a, a visitor or a foreigner or a tourist yeah. or an immigrant. But it doesn't work for someone who's who's from New York. No. Um, so it does feel like, let's explain to a non-white person the, this expression. Yeah. Um, uh, we find out and they go... Uh, Ross says, oh, we got to go and let's, and Ju- uh, Julie says, you're not really meeting me anyway, because this is, uh, I need to get the, this, this, this 20 hours of like uh, airplane air off me and all that stuff. You'll meet me tomorrow when Ross says, yeah, yeah, it's six o'clock tomorrow night, our time. Unless it's 5am in New York, that doesn't accurate. That doesn't I, I, I looked up, it's a 12 hour. I got, I, I saw got 13. W- which part of China were you looking for? Cause I, I put it in, know. okay, cause it, it, maybe it's different in Beijing. I did yeah. Shanghai and I got, I got 12 hours. So yeah. yeah. So I've got my notes, unless it's 6am the next day already, <laughs> this doesn't work. Yeah. And I'm just like, this would be a bit accurate. You can still make the same joke. Yeah. Just you make know. it accurate. You know, because right now it's six in the morning by our time. Okay, do, well, don't tell me what happens overnight. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, you could still leave a joke. Yeah. Uh, we go to Central Perk, and uh, Ross comes in and orders a coffee, and Rachel's like, yeah, you can get a coffee. And then Chandler comes in and wants a coffee. She goes, you talk to Ross yet? He goes, nope. He goes, no coffee for you. Nope. <laughs> uh, and then Chandler asked the question we're all thinking. Hey, when you left, you were in love with Rachel. Yeah. What? Like, what, what happened? happened? And uh, Ross says, hey. You know what? I know, but all the time that I was going after, there was always this little voice saying, it's never going to happen. Move on. You know who that voice was? And from my memory, it was Joey. Yeah. <laughs> like, he literally goes to follow her in the one with the blackout, and Joey's the one who goes, never going to happen. He literally <laughs> says those words. Yeah. Um, he goes, you know who that voice was? And Chandler goes, God? <laughs> and he goes, no, it was you. And he goes, Maybe it was God doing me. 
I think it's a good joke. Uh, Ross says, I never would have gone for it with her if it wasn't for you. And Chandler with this forced enthusiasm, well, you owe me one, big guy. And then Rachel drops off a lemonade. goes, here's your lemonade. And Ross goes, I didn't order lemonade. She goes, well, you better go back because they're going to charge you. <laughs> now, unless you're going to tab open. I don't, which I guess tab, they yeah. must because they're always getting coffee delivered. Yeah. Only when like we have to show that Joey's broke do they ever have yeah, to pay yeah, for yeah. anything. Uh, Rachel uh, wants to know what's happening. Ask Chandler, and he goes, "Look, he's he's he says they're having a great time." He says, "I'm sorry, but the silver lining here is he made this decision all by <laughs> himself." Which it do- that doesn't really get resolved this episode, and it doesn't have to. No, no, it's all right. Uh, I think, I, I think I I didn't mention earlier. I should, because I was thinking about the different plot lines just now. That when it, uh, when Monica's complimenting the boys and their haircuts, she then asks for a haircut, and yeah. Phoebe says no. I don't think I said that earlier. No, you didn't. No, so I think I need to establish this. And why? Because Phoebe says, because I'm uh, incredibly anal and I'm a control freak. And Monica goes, no, you're not. She goes, yeah, I know I'm not. But you I was are. talking about you, <laughs> and I don't want to be part of this. And I, and I hear this because it it's wonderful because it sets up. It, it, first off, it's consistent with Monica's personality. Yeah. But then it sets up the joke because Monica's trying so hard. Not to be that. Not to be that person. So moving back, uh, let's go with uh, Ross is watching Sumo. <laughs> and uh, Monica goes up to, oh, it works out perfectly. Goes up to Phoebe and says, you know, oh no, this is it. This is this moment right here. You know what I'm thinking? And Phoebe says that it's been so long since you've had sex. You want to know if they've changed it. <laughs> it's a good line. It's funny. They're starting to realize what each character's voice is. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Monica wants a haircut. Phoebe refuses for the reasons we said. So I didn't miss it. I just had it in the wrong spot in, in uh, my memory okay. all of a sudden. Um, Chandler comes over and it's like, wow, I just realized it's eight minutes in and I don't have a C plot yet. Yeah. So I need to go to the tailor. And Joey says, hey, I've got one for you. I've been going to Frankie forever. Um, I think it's been since I was 15. Or was it 16? Or was it 7? Or maybe it was 18. Or maybe 16. And this is where Joe, uh, Chandler has a great Chandler line. You have to stop the Q-tip when there's <laughs> resistance. The joke is worse. It's just 15 or 16. He was it 15, over. 16? Yeah, it's, it oh. goes back to 15. <sighs> and the joke is worse than you made it, yeah. yeah. So Ross won't hang up the phone on Julian. It's that thing when you're in a new relationship and you go, you didn't hang up either. You hang up. No, you hang up. No, you. 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 And he's like right on top of Rachel as he's doing this. Now, part of me goes... You're a dick. Well, I've had thoughts about Rachel's proximity and Ross's proximity with each other and general things over the series. Mm-hmm. But if you're having this conversation, you wouldn't do this just because you wouldn't want to disturb anybody. Yeah. So I don't care how in love he is. That's that's completely. You can have this this conversation, but you wouldn't be this blind to it. Now, of course, the whole thing is it's funny because the shoe's on the other foot. Yeah. Because we watched Ross be pained forever as Rachel didn't even recognize he was alive, and now yeah. the opposite is happening. Um, and I don't know, is there some sort of, what's your viewpoint? Is there some sort of viewer satisfaction? Is this Rachel's comeuppance or penance that she needs to pay? Or are, we, are we enjoying this? I wasn't. No? Because the, the Ross thing just winds me up. I don't like Ross when he's whiny or when he's, in whichever sense of the term we're going with. Like whether he's like upset and whiny or whether he's, oh, no, no, whiny. I hate it. See, I think Schwimmer's a great actor. Uh, so I, want to I, don't think he's ba- I don't think he's a bad actor. I just don't like no, it. No, no, I'm just trying yeah. to figure out. Uh, I, I was just getting myself together. He's a great actor. He's definitely, he's great at playing Ross. And Ross evolves. Ross definitely evolves over the series. Uh, I, I tell you what, I'm a million times better with this than I am at Hi, which is what Ross was in the first part of season one. Mm. And then anytime he gets snippy, I, I, Ross is a top... Ross is not someone, I think, who gives you a lot of... He gives you a lot of red flags about why you shouldn't be with him, I think. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but not this. This this, this I'm totally okay with. And she goes, no, you hang up. No, you, 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 you. And then finally, Rachel grabs the phone and hangs up. <laughs> and says, oh, I'm sorry. I thought you were talking to me. He goes, oh, I'll just call her back. <laughs> and in the background, and I'm glad it's the background. You hear him go, oh, you got disconnected. No, you hang up. No, you. <laughs> uh, I don't know. I've done this. Have you done this? No. No? No. Is it not British to do this? Probably not. No? Probably not. I've no. done this. Not to this extent. Yeah. But all right, bye, bye. Then you go, you can hang up. Well, I know, but you didn't hang up either. <laughs> yeah, it's it's fun. It's cute. It's new love. It's all this stuff. Um, 
I've got, you know, Rachel looks great. She's wearing this like garage shirt with the smallest bit of midriff showing in this little mini skirt. But, but, but then it says tease on the shirt. And I'm like, <laughs> I don't really like that. No. And that's not, she can wear whatever she wants and it can say whatever she wants. I just think it's, it's like the spiritual ancestor of like the, um, pajama uh, the, the sweatpants that'll say juicy across the backside <laughs> in like five six years yeah yeah so um rachel then walks over and goes what happened and she goes a while ago he was just ross monica's brother my friend and now he's ross this great <laughs> guy who i can't have and i appreciated this i because yeah. the audience would be going what happened you know how why'd you make this switch it's this idea that once you know yeah and then you can't have it mm-hmm. yeah um so there we go so there's a great visual joke she's explaining this but ross is still on the phone and he re-enters the frame to get a piece of fruit and then <laughs> leaves it it's 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 really well done so for i i will forgive i will forgive the rachel falling over at the airport which i thought was bad i think this joke i'll I'll even it out okay in my mind uh the next day joey goes i was 16 and phoebe still won't cut monica's hair uh rachel comes out of her bedroom asks everyone to close their eyes <laughs> she says i sort of did a stupid thing last night she's being literal because q paolo <laughs> Is this forgivable? And the question I have for this, and the reason I have for this, is did you watch Phoebe in this scene? No. So Phoebe, um, everybody else sort of stays where they are. Phoebe retreats to the kitchen okay, and like folds her arms mm-hmm. and is in the background of the shot. Clearly bothered. Yeah. Clearly bothered. And I'm going, if... Because if, to, to, to remember, I'm not sure if this was covered in, no, I don't think we did this episode, but Paolo is getting a, a massage and wraps his arms around and grabs yeah. um, Phoebe by uh, the backside, yeah. both hands. And that's why he breaks up. Yeah. Sorry, that's why, she, that's why Rachel break, break, breaks up with them. Mm-hmm. The show kind of yada yadas over this as a... Um, as a character, I'm not doing well plot point, but I'm wondering if because of the thing that happened with Phoebe and Paolo uh, exists in the universe, can you have uh, – yes, they address it in some capacity, but I'm going, if you're Phoebe, is this is this cool? Are you all right with this? Because we just kind of yada yada over it. Yeah. What are your thoughts? Mm-hmm. No, not okay, but the show doesn't seem to really care because the whole C plot is a joke about inappropriate touching. So. Yeah, it was, I was very interested about how that's aged because I'll, I'll try and share, I guess, a little bit when we, when we get to it. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, and then um, she goes, I ran into him last night. And they go, where? She goes, at his apartment. Now, why they don't just stay at his apartment yeah, is an interesting did. choice. Yeah. But he's in the building, so mm-hmm. I don't know. And then Rich, uh, Monica goes, oh, if I had a nickel for every guy I wish I hadn't. And then the boys just look at her. And she goes, but this is about your horrible mistake. Now, I'm I'm okay with this joke. Mm. Because she's saying, look, I've, I've had a bunch of um, guys I wish I hadn't ended up with. I think the guys, someone's sharing about their sexual past. So they're, they're, they're curious. Yeah. I don't think she's being shamed by anybody but herself. I don't think she's being shamed there at all. I think she, she's going, hang on, I shouldn't be talking about myself right now. This is about Rachel. I didn't, yeah, no, I didn't. Oh, I think the pause is she's trying to stop herself from oversharing while the boys are listening. Oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, but, but but I'm okay. I, I still I still think it's yeah. all right. Yeah. Um. So <laughs> Ross enters and Paolo comes up and hugs him because Paolo never had a clue how Ross felt. No. Uh, and then Ross hugs him and does this great push him away, like like Schwimmer's great here. Mm-hmm. And then he goes, uh, he goes, Paolo, Paolo, what are you doing here? And he goes, oh, I do Raquel, <laughs> which is, I'm sorry, it's it's funny yeah. because you don't just come out and say it like that, yeah, but he yeah. does come out and say it like that. And we know she's embarrassed by it, and it's the last thing she wants to hear said to the last person she wants it said to. Yep. Um, and then. 
Uh, I've made another typo here. It'll be a much different show if Ross was grabbing Phoebe's ass. Uh, <laughs> we go over and Paolo is now grabbing Phoebe's ass. Now, I think there's a step too far yeah. in my believability because he did it the first time he did it. He was at the massage parlor. She was touching him. They were alone. And there's a reason why Paolo does this at this point. If you want to get technical about these things, it's because it's just the two of them. And who's going to believe you? Deny that? Now, I don't want to get too serious with, with my sitcom, but that's kind of where that goes. Yeah. Instead, we've got um instead we've got um this where he's just over in the side of the corner of of the kid. Now he's not doing it in plain sight, but he is doing it in in a room with six, seven other people. Yeah. That felt a little especially he, he's just left Rachel's bedroom. Yeah. That felt a little sitcom logic. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um but I guess it reestablishes in case you missed it, oh yeah, right. He's done this to Phoebe. Are you all right? Yeah, there's Pippin hair on my microphone and it keeps tickling my chin. All right. Um, and so Chandler has to go and Joey says, hey, when you see Frankie, tell him Dro- Joey Tribbiani says hello. He'll know what it means. <laughs> so stupid. Uh, to which, you know, Chandler is like, oh, the, the predictable comment. And then Phoebe finally agrees to cut Monica's hair. And she says to the hairs, some of you are going to get cut and some of you aren't, but none of you are going to feel a thing. <laughs> we cut to the hair. <laughs> we cut to the haircut. <laughs> and Monica's grimacing with every cut. And Phoebe calls her out for not trusting her. And Monica says, I'm sorry, but it's shorter than we agreed. And Phoebe says, no, this is how he wears it. Um, she's clearly confused Demi Moore with a British actor called Dudley Moore. Mm-hmm. Dudley Moore, the thing I know him best from is a, is a show called Arthur, a movie called Arthur. Uh, he was also in Santa Claus, the movie, which Liam and I are both big fans of. Mm-hmm. Um, and he had short kind of slightly long at the back, but kind of spiky bowl cut kind of, right. kind of a little bit weird kind of hair. Uh, you can sort of see kind of how that goes down. And she goes, no, this is Demi Moore. You know, and they, she goes, oh, you know, ghost fatal attraction. Fatal attraction? No, I don't think she said that. But anyway, she changed yeah, yeah. three movies. Apparently, the haircut that Demi Moore has in Ghost, though, is a lot shorter than what she actually ends up having. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, it's, it's not much even, It's not even right. Very, very short. Um, and probably saveable. You could probably get this to that if yeah. you wanted to go there. Um, the big thing would be, again, it would just be about, especially in 1995, gendered haircuts. Mm-hmm. Like, would you really think that a woman in her... Now, it's, it's a comedy. But would you really think that a woman in her mid to late 20s in New York wants to look like a British actor in his 50s? No, the Male funny, British actor. The funnier 50s. joke is if you go with the... I, I didn't even realize it, but if you go with the Demi Moore mix-up and you go, I thought you wanted Demi Moore and Ghost because that's a much more believable mistake than... It's believable, but I think, I, I think the funnier is Demi Dudley. But it's not believable in the slightest. Like, why would Phoebe think that this uh, the show's getting into a couple pieces of logic that we're going to develop over the coming seasons, mm-hmm. and it's going to be because it's Joey slash because it's Phoebe. Yeah, and it's how dumb is too dumb for Phoebe, and I think I think this this episode's starting to obviously pushing it. Yeah, especially because they're going to follow up on this. Yeah, um, and so uh, Phoebe, I've got my notes, is really hot in this scene. <laughs> I think Phoebe looks fantastic, mm-hmm. which is weird because Phoebe wasn't the least sexualized of the three friends. And I'm like, she looks great. <laughs> Just saying. Um, we go to the tailor and he goes, how long do you want the cuffs? And Chandler says, at least as long as I've got the pants. And the actor goes, and he goes, and goes I just got it now no fault of the actor the actor's not didn't doesn't do anything wrong he's played a part yeah, he yeah. might not even know what the next scene says yeah he's a charming little italian man yeah now this is all designed to be a and a, well yeah obviously he must know what the, the thing's going because the scene uh, ends with he sort of dips he goes now do your inseam and he drops down and then the camera pans up from him measuring up the leg to Chandler's face. And he gives that sort of expression he has when something doesn't go right. Yeah. And this becomes the uh, joke. We don't know officially what happened, although I think most people can sort of assume based on the idea of inseam. Uh, we go to the haircut and uh, Phoebe has come out and she's revealing the news like she's a doctor. Surgeon, yeah. <laughs> How did it go? It's too soon to tell. Well, well, how bad is it? Well, we put a clip on to stop the curling. (laughs) 
can we see her, Joey asks. And she goes, no, your hair looks too good and it might upset her. <laughs> Ross. <laughs> and at first, Ross is, again, Schwimmer's really good here. Schwimmer's really good because he's selling someone else's joke. Yeah. And I always appreciate an actor who can both give a joke and sell for someone else. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, Joey then talks. So while they're off, this gives us a great organic reason for Joey to talk to Rachel, which is funny because this is the role he served for Ross so long. If you yeah. go back to the blackout, all written yeah, yeah. by the written by the same writers, this is the same sort of role he was playing. Mm-hmm. And she goes, you know what? Just when you think you hit rock bottom, this happens. It's like this rock bottom, 50 feet of crap <laughs> than me. And Joey says to Rachel, what he was saying to Ross all that time? It's t- tell him how you feel. Yep. They've been dating for two weeks. He's loved you for what? 10 years? Mm-hmm. Now keep in mind, she wasn't aware of it, but yes. Yeah. Says, Rachel, I've been with my fair share of women. And he pauses and feels quite proud and goes, I've been with many people's share of women. <laughs> But I've never felt about them the way Ross feels about you. And we have a serious moment. And then in comes Chandler and goes, your tailor is a very bad man. Joey's tailor took advantage of me. And Ross, this gets Ross to come over. And he goes, what do you mean? He ran his hand up my leg and there was definite cupping. And Joey just goes, that's how you measure pants. And he asks Ross, Ross, tell them us how they measure pants. And Ross is like, yes, 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 it is. In prison. <laughs> and uh, he goes, and Ross says, what's the matter with you? Now, this joke is about someone taking sexual advantage of someone else. Like, you could not do this today. And you especially could not spin it on how did, could you not know you're the one that's in the wrong on the person that has obviously been like victimized since he was 15, 16. Oh, that's a good point. I hadn't considered that. Okay. Yeah. Now they do a bunch of things. Number one, it's men. Yeah. Number two, they make him a small, likable character. Mm-hmm. And these things are designed then. And we get most of it's through r- report. Yeah. So as weird to say as it was in the nineties, this was funny. Mm hmm. And I think if it had gone any further, I think as far as like what, what, what apparently happened to him, yeah. I don't think it would have been. Mm-hmm. But I think, at the, at, in, in, I think in 1995, this was the line. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, what's this? Steve Carell yeah. frequently says that you couldn't make the office. It's weird. Once things are made, they almost get a pause button put on them. Yeah. And he says you couldn't make, make the office today. Mm-hmm. And there's a, if you didn't think about the office, there's an episode where Phyllis gets flashed. Yeah. And as Michael Scott, he comes out. Now, he's not supposed to be good about this, but he comes on out and he sort of sticks his finger through his fly, pretending that he's flashing her. Yeah. Like, oh my God, like you yeah, just could not do no. that today. But we freeze it of its time and go, within the rules of the office, that's okay. It's in this, it's almost in this cryogenically sealed bubble yeah, where we yeah. go, unless it's to the point where you go, you just can't do this. Have you heard the, um, they've taken the episode of Dungeons and Dragons off of uh, communities like playlists. I imagine if I go to look for it right now on Netflix, it won't be there. I don't remember the episode. Of Dungeons and Dragons? No. Were they all dressed up and play Dungeons and Dragons the first time? Yeah, I don't remember. Oh, um, Chang shows up in black face paint. Now he's not right. pretending to be a black human being. Mm-hmm. He's pretending to be a, uh, Dungeons and Dragons character type who have pure black skin. Right. That being said, you look at it and you go, I hear you. You are, te-. and uh, the woman who plays um, Shirley yeah. is going, This is ridiculous. This shouldn't be the case. I'm a black woman. Yeah. Uh, th- he's not doing blackface. And she is technically correct. Yeah. And I'm not here to tell her how to feel. I'm going to speak to the producer of the show yeah. and go, Yes, you're technically correct. You were not doing blackface. However, is it close enough to it that is it worth the confusion? Yeah. I remember there was a word when we did Twelfth Night. Mm-hmm. And it was a word that sounded like the N-word. It's not the N-word. Yeah. And it sounded like it was the N-word with an L-Y at the end, but it actually ended with D-L-Y, which is a completely different word that has a completely different meaning. That has yeah. nothing to do with it. And I was I chose to cut it. Yeah. And the actor, who was a gentleman I, I respected and admire very much. Mm-hmm said, Ian, that's not what the word is. You know that, right? And I went, yes, I do. Yeah. Is everybody in the audience going to know that? Yeah. Or are they going to walk away thinking we just used a word that means that in our play? Yeah. And he went, 
oh, and he got it. Yeah, he yeah, instantly yeah. went, I get you. Yeah, yeah. So in the same breath, um, we 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 go we go. So there is a limit, and and like community, we're going. To, we can't go. It's two thousand eight. It's 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 or sorry, community something like two thousand twelve. Yeah. Um, something around the timeline. We're gonna go. This is okay. They've 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 decided, or someone's decided that's not good. We're gonna yeah. get rid of that. We're but gonna there, avoid any confusion because it's not worth people thinking. Sure. Otherwise, yep. Yeah. It's it's less harmful to remove it. Yeah. And deal with people going, oh, come on, than it is to put it in. Now, is that right? I don't know. I don't know. It's an interesting narrative, and you just get rid of it. I don't know. But that's the decision they've made. Mm-hmm. Now, we go back to that, and we go back to this. I don't think this is the level where you go, get, get rid of it. No. But I think you have to, I think it just warrants a conversation like this where we go, we, we, we've, we've gone a long way in the last 30 years, and things like men can be victims and proper I say proper victims. I, I like more than just do the butt for for, for for a joke. No, gotcha. Yeah, I think it's the idea and the idea that yeah, Joey started going to him when he was fifteen or sixteen. Yeah. So he was, in American terms, a minor. Yeah. Yeah. No matter which of those two years it is. Yeah. A minor and was taken advantage of by someone in a position of some trust. Yep. And then we find out. Well, we'll later find out it's been a generational thing. Yeah. Yeah. So I just kind of wanted to have that chat. I wasn't expecting to when I sat down. And I went, oh, this wouldn't play that well today. And then the more I went on about it, I went, this is, it's a big point. And I've got this nostalgia for friends, but I didn't want to go, like Liam always says, you know, <laughs> we're going to destroy our nostalgic viewpoints of things. I don't think I sit here and go, I, I don't think I sit here and go, I hate this episode, I hate this, yada, yada, yada. No. But I do go, we would look at it differently now. And I think that's, that's how pe- people and how societies grow is the ability to look back at what we've done. Yeah. Whether it be an episode of Friends, whether it be politics and war, that's how society and, grows. And I still appreciate the comedic performance of Matt LeBlanc. Yeah. I still pre- appreciate the perf- comedic performance of Matthew Perry. I really appreciate the comedic performance of David Schwimmer. Yeah. I think as a scene, it's a funny scene. I think the subject matter of that scene just wouldn't be acceptable if we were to do something today. No. Yeah. Yeah. There we go. Uh... Uh, where are we at here? <laughs> Just run the here. Uh, so post haircut, Rachel's now, not Rachel, Monica's made her way out of the room. So we've had some sort of a time jump. Mm-hmm. Ross and Chandler start cracking jokes about Monica that I'm guessing are the titles of Dudley Moore films. Must be. She calls him a 10. He says, oh, I think it's a 10. And I'm like, that must be. And he says, to the, to the moon and back or the moon over New York City or something, which mm-hmm. must be, I don't know. And I'll tell you what, I was 15 in 19, sorry, I was 16 when this episode aired. Mm-hmm. I'll say this. If I'm 16 and I can't access it because yeah. your joke's too old for me, I think you've missed a trick. Yeah, yeah. I think you're probably about five to ten years too late on the joke. Yep. And just because you thought of one doesn't necessarily mean you should have had one. No. You no. could have used a different pairing of names that would have been more accessible or changed the – yeah, you could change it easily. Or just skip this joke. Yeah. You don't have to have them making fun of it. So, yeah, it's a shame. I think. Because like I said, I was 16, no frame of reference. I've still not seen those films. No. Yeah. Or even are aware that he did them. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? So uh, Rachel wants to talk to Ross. Ross was going to go. So come talk to me in the balcony. And it's just he's going out a great, a great buffer joke. Joey's on sitting on the couch and just goes to Chandler and goes, when the doctor checks for a hernia, <laughs> he goes, that's okay. Because now he's thinking of all the times that yeah, people yeah. are touching him, which is, it is weird. We I mean, go, okay, you that see, part's okay, but this part isn't. You see him like curled up like with a cushion like in the oh, in it the was a kind scene. of like a sort yeah, he's of like curled up trauma? in a cushion like going shit like, yeah 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 because yeah. yeah, the, the the bit when he goes what's wrong with you there's a moment where joey does take in yeah at the end of it that this has happened for yeah, so many yeah. years and it's played for laughs and we've we've, we've had, had our big conversation about it yeah um obviously no not any of the writers not any of the actors no i haven't heard anything about it since in any capacity no so there we go um on the balcony, Rachel says, I just got to tell you that Paolo and I are over. And he goes, okay, is this one of those things where you break up and get back together? She goes, no, we're over. He goes, great. I hate that guy. Mm-hmm. I physically hate him. And you deserve someone so much better. And he lists all the things she's been dying to hear. And as he's listing them, she's getting closer and closer and closer to him physically. He goes, like, you're funny. The order's really good, too. He doesn't start with you're pretty. He goes, with you're funny. Yeah. And sweet and charming and uh, beautiful. And it kind of goes, even with those, and how sexy you are. And she's like right up to him. And he goes, and he goes, it's, you know, you just are someone who, who he goes, wow, I get to be with Rachel. And you make them feel as good as, 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 as I do with Julie. 
and that's enough to make and then this terrible music comes in the background (laughs) to go oh she's sad now like i thought the acting was good enough i don't think we needed it and what's really interesting if you remember the scene the blackout Mm. rachel standing where ross was and ross is standing where rachel was when ross starts pouring his heart out and the cat jumps on ross yeah so it's interesting that they're literally kind of in the same position there uh back in and they go and so she goes inside and it's kind of the episode here and just one last final joke before we go to the coda joey is like a final crescendos on the phone with his dad and goes i'm telling you dad it's not how they measure pants and i'm i'm like yeah it's because it's played as a joke yeah i'm doing what so um is it Stuart hall we talked about yeah oppositional reading and all that stuff right Mm -hmm. the thing is am i gonna can i decode so in case you only listen to this and you don't listen to anything else, there was this guy called Stuart Hall. And Stuart Hall had these theories. And the idea was that uh, people who make media texts encode them and they with a certain set of uh, – with a desired response. Yeah. And if we decode it correctly, well, if we decode it in the way they want, then we get the payoff hopefully that they want me to have. Yeah. And there's a bunch of ways. There's the preferred reading where you just accept it wholeheartedly. Yeah. There's the negotiated reading where I read something and go, okay – I I see what you're going for here. I don't like this, but I can accept this or, or I like this, but I can't, I don't like this so much. And you sort of work your way through it. Mm-hmm. There's the oppositional reading where you just shut down and go, this isn't, no, I'm not having it. Think of, you know, um, those Nivea, it was Nivea, I don't want to misrepresent. Uh, it was some, some, um, I think it was Nivea who, who did a ad that said white is purity and it shows three actresses or three models and the one on the left where it's, is like, is like black. The one in the middle is either mixed race or something like that. And the one on the right is, is white. And the assumption being that the white is the better version of these three. It's almost like a, like a, like a color scale of bad right. to good. And it was like, how do you miss this? Yeah. And so the negotiator reading, when you look at it and you go, oh, it's just about the white t-shirts they're wearing or the white garments it's just the idea that maybe it was tied or something i don't know so so, so there we go yeah. the negotiator reading is going you guys like wow you missed something mm-hmm. but i really do believe this product can get my so i'm still gonna buy the product because you're right it does do a better job than i think i get yeah. this the oppositional reading goes y'all are a bunch of racists i ain't doing this mm-hmm. and you don't buy it the there's an aberrant reading where you read it and you go i think it's about you know cornflakes and it's like no it's not about cornflakes you just you just mis- you just misreading this it's not about that at all yeah um so i i think what i feel here is obviously when i was younger i gave them the preferred reading mm-hmm. i i decoded it exactly how they wanted it to because they gave me all of the cues and indicators that this is funny and here's the yeah, joke yeah. now i'm much more negotiated because we're having this conversation yeah, yeah. where i'm going this the subject matter itself in a, if it wasn't encoded in the way it is Mm-hmm. not funny at all if it happened today also not funny at all yeah. it's a different time I, it's frozen in 1995 everything here is there's not one element of the crew or cast who's going this is this isn't all wrong mm-hmm. um and there's opposition which i think feels like more like where you're coming at with this one i think i'm very very strongly negotiated like i understand how some people could have thought that it was a funny joke but i just don't i think there are funnier ways of making this joke if you're gonna make this joke i just don't think they do set it up brilliantly oh okay because i'm uh, the scene with him and the tailor is actually such a that scene is almost completely not unnecessary but they're only there of a tailor's for about 15 seconds yeah everything they do afterwards is where all the funny is yeah no i guess it's it's probably because it is such a c plot to this thing that i'm just like this is just not necessary the look on his face when it's happening is the one time i didn't laugh when they wanted me to yeah you know what i mean Mm -hmm. because the zoom i didn't do anything with that it was the interaction between the actors that got me each time yeah and the bit with the hernia that's a funny comparison Mm -hmm. it's it's, it's a situation where if you're a man you have to i've gone and had physicals and you have to you have to do that Mm -hmm. and it's 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 not very comfortable (laughs) but again trust right yeah and then the bit uh where he's telling his dad at the end i'm like they've encoded it in a way that goes laugh here yeah yeah um where are we at here uh finally julie wants a haircut as is the this is after the 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 credit break this is the coda and uh they agree and they go great and uh she wants to look like andy mcdowell and we're told andy mcdowell she just uh so phoebe checks with Ma, uh, rachel mm-hmm. she, she's the actress from four weddings and a funeral she goes no 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 that's roddy mcdowell 
uh, Andy McDowell is the guy from Planet of the Apes, who don't know who that is, but might be right, McDowell. Yeah. Uh, she goes, oh, so glad. Now, why wouldn't you just – no, this is a pre-internet day. I mean, you, if yeah, it yeah. was around today, you just go ahead and Google it. Yeah. I don't know why you just wouldn't go, can you show me a picture of this person? Yeah. Show me a picture. Hey, they've been on lots of movies. Can you show me a picture? And then you're totally fine. Yeah. Because this is not a good look. Forget for Monica. This is not a good look for Rachel. No. And I don't get – Julie hasn't done anything wrong. Julie's not the enemy. She's no. the competition. Yeah. And she doesn't even know she's the competition. But yeah. That's all she is. It's a Grey's Anatomy quote that I use all the time, though. You're not the enemy. You're just the competition. Mm-hmm. And – yeah, I think there's something uh, in that, and we, where I go. Ah. No, this is this is a sour note to end this episode on because it makes you go, Rachel, you're being a bitch. And the laugh track tells me I should be. It almost wants wants me to. It the be, audience be is telling it. me to like mean girl up. Yeah, and right. I don't like it. No, I don't. So there we are, um, and that, that's how the episode ends. So that is the one with Ross's new girlfriend Ross's new girlfriend so time for the water cooler sort of section we look at it kind of we zoom out and we go where does it actually fit in the grand scheme of things Mm -hmm. what is different in the lives of our friends again it's another big one really uh, but it's just big for our two main characters everybody got haircuts (laughs) and we've got stuff for our two main uh, characters at least as far as it goes from this perspective Ross and Rachel are still apart but now it's flipped Ross is oblivious that Rachel's into him yep and she's the one pining after him, and it's not going the right way. No. So, yeah. Um, that is uh, sort of that uh, Phoebe, nothing different. We're told we'll never see Paolo again. I don't believe we do. No. Uh, and that's uh, more or less it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, which is which it needs to be. It needs to be almost centrally focused as far as our characters and how they've changed and that. And Ross is a girlfriend. Yeah. Which is fun because we haven't seen couple Ross, not happy couple Ross. No. So you also don't want to see that broken too quickly as well. It's like, you know, he's waited a long time for this. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So there we are. Um, let's take a look now at uh, whose story is it? Um, I think this one's a little bit more Rachel than it is Ross. Yeah, I'm totally. I think it's totally a Rachel yeah. episode. Yeah, I'm agreeing with there. So for the, we we both so both parts of the season break basically go go, go to Rachel. Mm-hmm. Who's your MVP of the episode? Mm, I don't really know. Probably, no. I'm going Rachel. Yeah, she probably is the funniest. I think she carries a lot of it. And not, not even funniest friend, but just you know, um, she does the most in this. She episode, does the most yeah. in it. She brings a lot of. Like, you know, I really feel her when she's out on the balcony and she's getting close and you see her heart get broken again. Mm-hmm. I think her bit when she's trying, to, I think all the passive aggressive stuff is great. Yeah. So there we go. Uh, fun, favorite joke or moment of the episode? Um, I don't know. You might have to help because I don't really know. Uh, I think there's Rachel spit on your neck, kicking the crotch. Fantastic. Oh, yeah, no, that is quite It's funny. an expression. Uh, I think they want one of the jokes to be, thank you, I'm from New York. Yeah. Uh, there's the whole bit with Joey and Ross and Chandler mm-hmm. about how do they measure pants. Yeah. There's um, when, you, when you have to stop the Q-tip when you feel resistance. Yep. Um, there's dad, I'm telling you, it's not how, how they measure pants. And there's the Demi Moore, Dudley Moore mix-up. It's probably the um, Rachel's initial passive aggressiveness at the beginning. I'm going to go with Chandler. Uh, you have to stop the Q-tip when you feel resistance. Yeah. Uh, because this is, and they got to watch it because occasionally Joe, uh, Chandler gets too far with where he goes with 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 Joey, mm-hmm. and he can be quite mean uh, occasionally with yeah. with with Joey's intelligence. This isn't it. This is fine. Yeah. This is fine. Yeah. yeah. Uh, who is the? Is there a piece of the, the wardrobe you liked this this week where you're like, I really like that. Don't think so. No. I liked um, Phoebe's hair. She had her hair in like a backwards like plait bun at one point. They looked quite nice. But so the next question is who's who's the hottest friend? Uh, I'm going Phoebe. Yeah, probably Phoebe. Yeah, first time I've said Phoebe. It's your second time you said Phoebe. Yeah, there we are. Uh, new friend or guest star friend, I guess I should say. Um, so I think it's 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 the Taylor. It's Julie. It's Paolo. Mm, probably Paolo. To be honest, I, 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 I'm stupid going. It is, I'm going yeah. Paolo. 
Yeah. Uh, the guy who's so oblivious that everybody hates him. Yeah. So I think that's totally, uh, totally, totally, totally fine. Uh, I'm just wondering why my uh, Excel sheet's not saving. That's really weird. No, no. Yeah, no, right? Are you not logged in? Uh, I'm wondering if I've my internet's no, my internet's fine. It's don't save now. I don't know no. what's going on. Just having a minute. Uh, all right, so uh, that's gonna start of the episode. Uh, it's nice because it's Paolo's last uh, go. It's my second vote for for Paolo. Mm-hmm. Uh, you went with Jill Goodacre the first time we saw Paolo. That makes sense. So there we go. Uh, favorite uh, uh, things that fell flat, and I don't know if it fell flat, but I'm Half going the episode. Okay, the Paolo stuff falls flat with Phoebe. Oh, the stuff with Phoebe's rough. That's See, really I have a rough. harder time with Phoebe because they're showing me trauma they, and they, they go show, back to it yeah, for a joke they, they do show a bit of joey trauma but it's after the joke it's so way it's, after he doesn't go back yeah and it's played for jokes even after that you know what i mean yeah. so again it's this idea that guys sh- can shake this stuff off da, 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 da. and again again i really hope it's clear that we don't approve of the actual concept that's that's in play here no uh, or even the idea of using it for humor in today's day and age it's just for me it's wrapped up in this nostalgic storyline thing mm-hmm. yeah um where am i at here uh so yeah for me things that fell flat is 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 the premise that they that they went with uh it's just uh the three actors are just the three actors are very very funny people and i think it's directed and written in a way that that's supposed to design it's come out for maximum laughs yeah and and it does yeah so there we go i hope that's clear uh, um i hope so i think maybe i'm overthinking a, a silly little sitcom <laughs> thing but i just thought i wasn't expecting this when i turned it on today no no i was like oh right they oh right they do, do oh how do i feel okay interesting yeah. Yeah, yeah um things that show this is the 90s the fact that you couldn't just bring up a picture of the actress on the head on your phone yeah. and go this is how i want want my, my my hair to look yeah, yeah the fact that um rachel goes and has to get paolo and bring him back and can't warn everybody before they get around please don't come yeah. around uh, the fact that Julie and Ross are an item, and again, you haven't found a way to tell them in any other capacity that you've got a girlfriend now. Yeah. Like, if it was now, it'd be Ross and Julie are in Beijing at the, at yeah, the, uh, yeah. at the whatever. And we go, oh, look, Ross is, uh, oh, Ross is back with Julie. Oh, they went to grad school together. Yeah. yeah. There we go. Yep. Um, anything else? Not really. Uh, mm-hmm. Gunther seems to be kind of, uh, he was there in the background. Was he? Yeah, he was there. Oh, I didn't see him. When, when the lemonade was getting returned, Gunther was behind the uh, cell. Gunther Central Park. <laughs> so, uh, pitch an alternate title. <laughs> the one with all the problematic themes. <laughs> uh, the one where Rachel does something stupid. Yeah. Uh, the one with the Demi Moore haircut. Yeah. You don't want to say Dudley Moore, you'd give it away. Yeah. Uh... Well, my right, uh, Phoebe cuts everyone's hair. Yep. Yeah. So those are options. Uh, where are we at? The critics. Uh, I didn't really find any of its time. I found that generally people uh, who have looked back at it in situations not too dissimilar from what we're doing mm-hmm. have said it, it, it's good. It's not great. Mm-hmm. Um, I believe some other episode right at 212 of the Friends episodes, which would mean it's only better than about 30 episodes. So I think it's probably penalizing it for the content, I would yeah. imagine. Uh, I've laughed at other episodes less than this. I didn't laugh once watching this. Did you not? No. Okay. It's so weird. I have such an, I have such a memory of like Ross's in print, like even, even the cadence. Yeah. It, it's so, it's so strange and speaks to, again, the time it was made of the time I first saw it yeah, in. Yeah. yeah. Um, where are we at next? It's about our ratings, our ratings, uh let's just say that imdb gave it i think it was is it an 8.6 i want to take a look and make sure that's right that feels like it might be too high i might not have that correct sorry 8.4 8.4 uh but it is the most watched friends episode we've done to this point with 32.1 million well what's going to happen when when, when rachel return. finds out yeah, yeah. it's it's the it's the cliffhanger right people have been waiting 117 days or something for this yeah so there we are. So now all that's left to do is give it a uh, give it a rating. Give it a rating. Where are you sitting on this rating? It's probably going to be one of my lowest. I'm going to give it a six. A six? Yeah. It's your lowest so far? Yeah. I, I just didn't. I didn't laugh once. Uh, I'm taking a look at my other ones here. What are you finding? 
I'm finding that I, I okay. So the the plots, you know what? From 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 a comedy standpoint, mm-hmm. my least favorite storyline is the haircut. Yeah, because I don't think it's funny. No, not not of, of its time. We've said everything we have to say about it. Yeah, yeah. I, I didn't laugh. The performances weren't good. Okay, it's a Demi Moore, Dudley Moore. The, the bit with the doctor was okay. That was pretty good. Mm. Oh, that could have been your favorite funniest moment as well. I'm not sure if we, we talked about what that was as an option. With the doctor? Where she comes out and says, you know, how is it? Oh, it's too soon to tell. Oh, yeah, no, that was funny. Oh, you want to, you want to yeah, switch to that? Yeah, that. Because so you were with Rachel's passive aggressiveness, but yeah, I yeah, with Phoebe. No, with Dr. Phoebe. Phoebe. Dr. Phoebe, yeah, okay. that's funny. Um, yeah, it's strange. Uh, I'm going to say, I, so I don't like that. Uh, we don't really get a whole lot of Julie, but we don't need to. It's just the idea that she's not Rachel right now. Uh, yeah. I'm still going to go seven and a half. I, I still think I think it's a good Rachel Ross episode. I don't like Rachel Ross episodes, though, anyway, so it's not going to help. So, so of the Rachel Ross episodes, I think it's a good Rachel Ross episode. Okay. Yeah. There's uh, ones where I do like them. It's like, hang on. I'm trying to think. The one where Rachel finds out, I gave it an eight. I would say that this is at least as good as that. It's just more important from a plot perspective. It was an important episode. Mm. doesn't necessarily make it good though what the important episode yeah no i, I agree which is why i'm sitting here yeah. going where am i going to go with this um no i think it's got a few logical fallacies and it's not the stuff we've been talking about all all episode it's the things like the paula coming back and no one caring or is this too far for 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 phoebe and and rachel's friendship if they active if she actually says she found him at his apartment why on earth do they go back to hers so i'll go seven and a half yeah i'll go with that and i'll leave it there even the stuff that's funny it's 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 the problematic stuff is problematic and it's the fact that you have to go on for so long about about what the parameters are of this yep and 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 negotiating the reading yeah good stuff shouldn't i shouldn't have to feel like that at this point so there we go it's 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 a shame Mm -hmm. so there we are so that's that's all the stuff to do now is talk about what we are doing next episode next episode i'll say the episode first Mm -hmm. so next episode we're we're skipping 2.2 yeah we're going to 2.03 the one where heckles dies and this is where we can reveal our big interview we've had in the can for a while we were able to sit and talk via the wonderfulness of the internet (laughs) to larry hankin who played mr heckles yeah so we got to talk about his whole career there's some stuff that's specific about friends and we'll put that stuff in there yeah um he he wanted to talk more about the one with the black hat but the one where heckles dies <laughs> <laughs> maybe maybe that's why you want to start about your beginnings and not your endings yeah, maybe it's yeah. like a relationship that's his breakup yep you know what i mean so but we will uh do that and then we have a full like hour with larry hankin that mm-hmm. we will release as a separate uh entity unto itself on the pod a couple days afterwards yeah like that. so or maybe the next friday well, i'll look at the schedule and see kind of what's 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 going what's on good. around that time and see where we fit it but no we were lucky to spend a, an hour with with mr hankin who's been nothing but uh i'll say this much love it was lovely talking to him yeah it was and uh he he, he seemed to enjoy very much chatting with us chatting with us <laughs> yeah. and was and was and i'll say this was eager it was expressed an eagerness to do it again soon yeah. so uh that that's lovely to hear uh we've been very fortunate with people who we've interviewed on the bfe that generally that's been the callback simon callow mm-hmm. told us he had fun yep you know what i mean like that was that was and that wasn't just like he was just saying goodbye it was me emailing him saying thank you very much really appreciate yeah, yeah, it yeah. him going oh was <laughs> denada i think was his exact words <laughs> it was fun or i had fun yeah. so i'm like lovely so uh it's been awesome we've had an interview and uh, we are very grateful to mr hankin for giving us so much of his time yeah so uh you'll hear at least the 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 main bit we'll talk about friends uh and who he thinks is the most talented one of the bunch it might not be who you 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 might think Mm -hmm. and then uh he will then uh the the full one we'll go over we'll go through seinfeld we'll go through you know some things you probably don't know about larry hankin as yeah. well uh so that'll be really really cool so i'm looking forward to bringing that to uh everybody out there the people who live in the microphone starting <laughs> uh 
starting well in about two weeks we'll, we'll we'll drop the episode and then we'll see how the schedule is for the, for the full interview probably the week after yeah. i'll say and then i think sooner than it's a bonus Bizarre. Yeah. so please join us next time when we tackle the one where heckles dies any closing thoughts on the way out nope all right so in that regards thank you for listening to friends of the podcast our friends retrospective here on the bfe uh, with that in mind, I've been Ian. And I've been Georgia. And until next time, we are on a break. We'll catch you on the flippity flap. The flippity flip flop. <laughs> <laughs>